You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland, brought to you by our friends at Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's heating and cooling experts. Uh, Let's start with the heat. The heat right now seems to be on Deshaun Watson because we don't know what's going on anymore. He practiced inside today. Was that the deal, Daryl? Or didn't practice out outside and just get us up to speed on what the deal is. Uh, We don't know what he did Monday. All we know is he was not on the practice field. And all the team would tell us is that he was inside inside could mean he was getting treatment inside could mean that he was throwing with trainers or whatever, but he was not seen on the field at all, which is a little concerning because at least leading up to the Ravens game, we saw Deshaun on the field, whether it was, he was talking to the trainer most of the time or, you know, tossing short passes or mental reps or watching practice or whatever. So the fact that we just did not see him at all on Monday was a little uh, eyebrow raising and concerning for me. And quite frankly, I'm believing nothing the Browns tell us about Deshaun Watson right now, because while we were all told for a week that he was going to play and he didn't play. So uh, nothing personal, but don't know that I can really trust much of what's being said Uh, about the situation because, well, the last time I did, and it wasn't accurate. So let's look at this two ways. If you're the Browns, how much information do you want to put out there about Deshaun Watson? Does it matter? Like, it it doesn't matter. Um, Maybe. This competitive advantage is just – it's a bunch of crap. It really is. Uh, There there is no competitive advantage, okay? Because if Dorian Thompson-Robinson starts, it's going to be a bloodbath, okay? You have no – there's no competitive advantage. Oh, the 49ers might have to play prepare for DTR and not Deshaun. I'm sure they're quaking in their boots. Like, really? Did you not watch the Ravens game? That was the least competitive game I've watched uh, from uh, the Cleveland Browns. I would say in the Kevin Stefanski era. Like, they, they just were never in that football game. It felt and, very 1999, Daryl. Yeah, in 4 and 44-ish. Um and then you look at like what the, and we'll get into the 49ers, but like 
they're 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 not just beating people they're annihilating people um so you know I, I don't think that there's any competitive advantage to be had by being coy about Deshaun's availability for Sunday I mean Kevin Stefanski wouldn't even say if he was optimistic that uh Watson would be available against the 49ers now to be fair to Kevin he got burned uh leading up to the Ravens game because he was telling folks Deshaun was playing Deshaun was telling everyone he was playing and then it it didn't materialize so I understand why Kevin Stefanski is being very very careful not to uh you know go one way or the other uh as far as comments about Deshaun's availability the other thing too is is this um uh, well, because, you know, last week he got burned with the medically cleared thing, that he was medically cleared, and that became a headline. <laughs> and and then on Monday, uh, you know, functionally available or functionally ready or whatever it was he said, um, which he was just trying to say, look, you can't throw a football. Uh, he'll be out there. He'll play when he can throw a football again. Um, and so, again, I understand where he's coming from, but – uh, yeah, if Deshaun Watson's not available against the 49ers, I just, you know, I don't know. Can the Browns just forfeit? I, I'm joking, but not really. Darrell, I'm I'm wondering if the Browns are just going to hide him behind closed doors all week. Like, we, I don't think we're going to see him. I'll be honest with you. I, does it? Or they hide him while we're out there, and then as soon as we leave, they bring him out so we can't right. see anything. Which, yeah, again, so. I, see, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Good organizations don't waste their time on playing games, okay? If the Browns want to be a good organization, you just don't, like, I hope they don't do, I I hope they don't do that. I I hope it's either he can or can't practice and that's it, and they're not playing games with this. Because if you play games with this situation, it just, it's, it's childish. And it means that you haven't grown up as an organization, in my view. Or as, or you're not as grown up as, you want all of us to believe that you are right. I mean, because Andrew Barry gave us the big speech about how wonderful their culture is and all that kind of stuff, right? Well, mm-hmm. the the Sean handling uh, it does not speak to good culture, <laughs> right? Um, and, and a lot of that blame goes toward Deshaun and in, in his communications with everybody uh, about uh, how he's feeling and doing, and you know how that affects his availability. That's not all. Uh, the Browns' fault. It is the Browns' fault because they believed him hook, line, and sinker, which they did again with Baker Mayfield as well. And we all know how that movie ended. Now, Deshaun isn't going anywhere. He's being paid very, very handsomely. Uh, you know, but um, I, I do feel like that they uh, are better served. Just, I understand you don't want to get into medical specifics, but uh, they're better served by not playing any games. If he can practice, let him practice. Let us see that he, let us see that he's practicing, and 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 that is that. I hope that they don't play games with it this week because I, I just think that is wasted energy. You have enough problems to worry about this week, uh, namely the San Francisco 49ers and how really really good they are. That mm-hmm. I I just feel like that's you're wasting energy, and bad teams waste energy. Good teams don't waste energy. So, Daryl, I'm wondering if, and and just based on this, because I, I was listening to the afternoon show today, and they were talking about the line in the game and how people were watching the line. Uh, I think it was before it the Ravens the game. 
it was moving it was moving like crazy on friday before the game but my point here is that will teams have to have if the league wants to get in bed with gambling which they already are yeah i mean i don't know how they can't have complete honesty like they have to expect the teams to be completely honest or else teams should be fined if if they want to be on the up and up if they want everything to be clean i think that teams should have to i mean yeah i understand we have these these medical reports that come out every day and that's supposed to kind of be there. Yep. But I, I don't know. Can you see that in the future? I'm just kind of asking you to look in your crystal ball. Uh, not, no, I no because I see coaches uh, resisting that to all till the end of time. Yeah. Well, it, it, because they believe it gives them a competitive, I mean, they don't even want to do if coaches had their way, they wouldn't even give an injury report. Right. Um, but let's be honest about it. The NFL's had injury reports I can't even remember when they even started, but they've had them forever, right? And what was the whole reason the NFL had injury reports? Let's be honest about it. For gambling. Right. So, like, I'm reminded, remember the the scene from The Simpsons where Moe's like, so, got any injuries the gambling public might want to be interested in? (laughs) Right? I mean, (laughs) so they have to, um, they have to be honest or as honest as they can. But also at the same time, there are, you know, rules and regulations about what type of medical data you release. So now they're they're very vague, right? So and so has a shoulder injury. So and so has a ham injury, a hand injury. So and so has a hamstring injury, a groin injury, right? Uh, but they don't get into the severity of the injury, right? And I think right. what you're talking about is so and so has a grade two high ankle sprain. Like you want more specificity within mm-hmm. those injury reports and i don't see that happening um with m- the volume of money that's involved i i hear you like I-, I think that there is an argument to be made for those injury reports to be even more specific right deshaun watson has a instead of just a right shoulder injury it is this. Now, I've been told it's a muscular injury. There is no structural issue in the shoulder or whatever. So whatever is hurting uh, his right shoulder, it's affecting his ability to throw. And But it's not a structural problem. It's not something you go in and you put back together. It has to sit and you know be in a sling or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. So... And some of those muscular injuries, Andy, the, there is no real timetable on them. Some might take a week. Some might take. It's all 10. on how your body heals, right? Right. And, and so um, that that is an interesting conversation, I think, to to be had as far as how specific teams should have to be with their injury reports. But again, you know, as I said earlier, like head coaches, man. Hey, Kevin Stefanski, same way. Like if he doesn't have to give an injury report, he doesn't want to give an injury report. Uh, right. it was, that was the case today. He even said at some point after I think fielding his 40th, the Sean Watson question uh, Monday afternoon, he just said there'll be an injury report on Wednesday like that because that's what the NFL requires. Uh, they are not under any obligation to give an injury report on a Monday where, um, you know, this is kind of like an extra practice, if that makes sense, coming out. No, of it totally makes sense. All right, it's always game day in Cleveland. We're going to get more into this, Deshaun Watson, what the quarterback situation looks like, what they can do moving forward, where they need to improve. There are a lot of questions to be asked about the Browns. And let's not forget, 
man, the Niners just look great on Sunday night football. And it looks like the Browns are walking right into a buzzsaw, especially this close to Halloween. Let's uh, come back. We'll talk a little bit more. It's always game day in Cleveland. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. And uh, we always want to remind you that we are brought to you by our good friends at Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's heating and cooling experts. Daryl, I'm not looking forward to this week. I, I do want to dive a little bit more into what the Browns are actually doing. So is there a chance that I'm, there's no chance the Browns bring in a quarterback on Tuesday, is there? Well, if they none and. What's the feeling on PJ Walker? Well, PJ Walker's on the practice squad. So they, the only way they think that the Browns would bring in another quarterback is if Deshaun is headed to injured reserve, because then the roster spot opens up. You elevate PJ Walker, bring somebody else in to be on the practice squad. So you have two quarterbacks on the active roster, and then PJ is on the practice squad. I just don't see them having two quarterbacks on the practice squad right now. Um, So that's the, roster math gotcha all right and then dtr takes the snaps again so this offense has to get ready for dtr against san francisco's defense Ugh. well here's the thing like hopefully kevin stefanski's learned his lesson right and yeah. he has two game plans that he works on this week one if deshaun is available and one if dtr has to be thrown to the wolves so um because let, let's be honest about it uh the 49ers aren't beating people they're mauling people uh their average margin of victory is like 20 or close to 20 a game. Actually, it's, uh, uh, I want to say 19.8 to be very specific. They're two tenths of a point shy of beating opponents on the average. Now you say, well, you know, they, they blew out the Cowboys by 32 points on Sunday night football. That kind of skews the numbers. Well, I let's see. They've won by 23. Here we go. They've won by seven points, 18 points, 19 points, and 32 points. So their margin of victory has increased three straight weeks. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, they are scoring no less than 30 points in a game. Actually, their average is 33.4, but they've scored 30, 30, 30, 35, and 42. So uh could be a long afternoon for that Browns defense again. So I think I heard five points seems to be the differential between these two teams as of today. I've heard well, friends. Half, well, the line was the line was three and a half, and then it moved to four and a half. I haven't. Uh, I I don't do any uh, the gambling. I've never. I don't either. But I heard five today. That's, oh, that's has, I heard has it today. moved to five? Okay. Is it trending towards five? It might be even four and a half. Uh, Daryl, I don't know how. I'm surprised hmm? it's that close. 
I, I am too. I, and I don't know if that that's a is lot that based on Deshaun. What is that based on? Like, I wonder I, how they how Vegas figures that out. Brown's defense, I guess, getting a lot of love from Vegas, from you know, <clears throat> Vegas or the bookies or whoever sets those lines. But I am really surprised that the line is that close, considering Deshaun is banged up. Don't know if he's going to play. The 49ers are just absolutely destroying teams. They score a ton of points. They don't give up a lot of points. Their defense is giving up on average less than 14 points per game. 13.6. That's what opponents are scoring. They gave up 7, 23, 12, 16, and 10. So they're not giving up a lot of points in San Francisco either. So that is that is a lot of love and a lot of respect. You know, Browns fans always talk about how the national media or whatever doesn't like show the Browns respect. And my response always is, well, the Browns don't give the national media any reason to show them respect, number one. Uh, but uh, in this case, like the, whoever is setting these betting lines gave the Browns a ton of respect by starting that line at three and a half. That's for sure. Or they're just trying to get the money moving on the game because there's no money moving on the game because it feels like a blowout. Yeah. Oh, this, this totally feels like it's a blowout in the making, but any given Sunday, the Browns right. have the advantage of the fact that the 49ers have to come East. This is basically a 10 AM game for San Francisco to play because it's a one o'clock kickoff here, 10, 10 AM over there on the West coast. So, I mean, anything can happen. That's why you play the games. Um, you know, hey, if you know, Deshaun can't play, look, DTR could probably, you know, maybe he goes out and he makes makes all of us look really silly for, you know, anticipating that he's not going to play well or he's going to play as poorly or worse than he did uh, against the Ravens. San Francisco forces a ton of turnovers. The Browns turn the ball over a ton. Like when you just take a step back and objectively look at this matchup, yeah, I mean, there's blood in the water right now. And uh, the 49ers are the Sharks coming to feast. But uh, anything can happen. I mean, my God, the, the Ravens uh, kicked the you-know-what out of the Browns, uh, and then they go to Pittsburgh, and they can't do anything. Uh, and the, the Steelers uh, couldn't do anything until, like, the fourth quarter. Uh, and, and they were able to, to find a way. And I guess that's, like, one of my biggest things with Kevin Stefanski. Find a way, dude. Like, should have found a way against the Ravens. I know you got a rookie quarterback, but I don't know. Find a way. Um, and uh, unfortunately, when you talk about Browns football over the years, Andy, and, you know, I get criticized a lot because I'm always bringing up the Browns history. Well, it's not my fault that the Browns history is slop. It is what it is, right? I mean, I, I can I can sit here for a half hour and just pontificate on every devastating loss this franchise has suffered. It, since 1999, every ridiculous finish to a football game that they have endured. I can only think of one or two, quote-unquote, positive signature, man, I'm going to tell my kids about the Browns winning that game. Like, there aren't many of them since 1999. Um, there haven't been many, oh, there's no way uh, that the Browns should have won, and yet they found a way to win those games, you know, to win that game, Right. Yeah, so I'll bring up an interesting point here just for a second. That I um I listened to the end of the Ravens Steelers game on the radio driving through Pennsylvania. I watched the end of it. Yeah, and then I went back and and, and watched the end of it. And I it just, was just as bat bleep crazy as you heard on the radio. But what was uh what was really like hit me hard 
was they kept talking about the rivalry, the rivalry, the rivalry. Yeah. And it was Baltimore, Baltimore stole the Browns and stole the Steelers rivalry too. I mean, it just, it sucked the life out of me listening to the end of that game because I was like, this is, that's our rivalry that got stolen away. Oh, well, you know, yeah. no matter what, if the Browns couldn't win at three rivers or not, you know, and I just, I don't know. I was just, I was getting, you know, like, just, you know what I love hearing? I was just when, getting bummed out about it. When when Bernie goes uh, goes out and uh, actually he did this in front of a Steelers Browns backers crowd. I heard this. Where, a couple of where he goes, you know, the Steelers have all these great eras and that Super Bowls in every era, except for the one era where I just kicked your ass every year. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, was we need so one great. of those. But it's true, right? I mean, pre Bernie yeah. Steelers once, you know, a bunch of Super Bowls. Post Bernie, they won Super Bowls uh, and and owned the, this rivalry. But the one era that the Browns really owned, Browns v Steelers, was the Bernie Kosar era. I mean, it was just it, it was so fantastic. He's like, yeah, I kicked your ass every year, and you couldn't win Super Bowls as long as I was playing. I thought that that was spectacular. But look, I mean, um, Steeler fans. Are still even after beating the Rams, they want to run Mike Tomlin out of town. They've been wanting. Oh, to run I know. Oh, town for the last. Yeah, it was unbelievable what I was hearing. I like. Yeah. I, I, I was in a hotel and it was just saying, "Hey, it's." I, I go. I'm kind of happy the Steelers won because it mucks up the AFC North, and you know everyone's got two losses now, and now we'll see what happens to the Browns yes. if they can try to turn things around. I think it was good that for the Browns. Steeler win like, actually helped the Browns, believe it or not. In the, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, that Steeler win over the Ravens helped the Browns. So. I, I guess Browns fan own owes uh, Steeler fan a hearty thank you. Yeah, because the thing was, it was so funny. I'm like, they're like, oh, Tomlin should have been gone ten years ago. We're <sighs> done with him. We want him gone. He's I mean, never I'm, I'm had like, a losing. Season. I would kill. I, I would kill for two seasons of him here. Kill. Yeah, I, I mean, could you imagine? Let's dip into fan. We're really going to go into fantasy land on this podcast for a moment here. Yeah. Could you could you imagine the Browns having two winning seasons back to back? This is a franchise that can't win five games in a row. They've not won five games in a row in the expansion era. Their longest winning streak is four, and I think they've done it like four or five times. They can never get to five in a row. Could you imagine if the Cleveland Browns had two winning seasons back to back? I mean. For, forget we would be all be we would all be doing rhythmic chanting. We'd all be oh, doing Super Bowl, Super Bowl parades, statues, Hall of Fame uh, uh, petitions. Like, could you imagine sixteen consecutive non-losing seasons for the Cleveland Browns? Can you fathom that? Could you fathom the last twenty-five years of crap, but in reverse, like twenty-five years? Yeah, of it's positivity. it's called Pittsburgh. Yeah, like, and Steeler fan wants to run this guy out of town. Now, look, the, there there was some bizarre coaching that went on, not not only just in the the NFL and in Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh, but even college, some of these decisions. I'm like, I'm not qualified to be a head coach, but again, you know my rule, Baskin. If Daryl knows it, if Daryl sees it, that means you should see it and know it as well. Agreed, and there were agreed. just some situations. I'm just like, how do I know this stuff? But these guys who are making millions of dollars, like take that Miami game, take a damn knee. What the hell are you doing, Hannah? Talking about, I feel bad for my guy, Alonzo Highsmith, down at the U. Am I doing that right? Is it this? Is it uh, that? Yeah, it's close. It's that? 
that okay? I feel bad for my guy Alonso down in like he 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 probably had a coronary watching that the end of that game, right? You can't lose that game. I mean, uh, Steelers and Ravens. Some of the coaching did. I mean, going for it instead of taking a field goal at the end of the half. What is John Harbaugh thinking, right? I but I mean. Again, how about getting how about the Steelers getting that illegal formation call oh. and then giving the Ravens one more chance? Oh man, yeah, it will. Uh, yeah, how, how about that? How about not trying to just like run the clock out there, force the Ravens to burn through their timeouts? Instead, they had to kick a field goal and kick the ball. I'm like, you got to kick a ball, like the last you know, that illegal formation do. that that stopping yeah. the clock killed them. I know the radio but- team was like. They they were awesome with like a minute left to go or a minute and a half left to go. They were like, and the Ravens are not flying anymore. All we got to do is run this clock out. And then all of a sudden, like, oh boy. All right. Well, well, all right. Let's just keep going here. There are two dudes in the NFL. You want to, you want to, you want the clock to read all zeros for, and that is Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. And you know what? I maybe a third dude in there, Josh Allen. Uh, but like you do not want to leave time on the clock. You do not want to give these guys an extra possession. Are you out of your freaking mind? I don't care if you kick the field goal to you know, expect like, yeah. So I, I fully expected the Ravens to come back and win that game on that final drive with less than a minute to play. I'm like, Lamar's going to go down score a touchdown and beat these clowns. Too. I thought, that was I, I thought for sure that that was going to happen. So but again, their defense played pretty well again, just like they did against Browns. Yeah, All right. Well, let's say quick timeout. Let's come back Daryl. I want to talk a little bit more about what happened at, at camp on Monday, at Browns camp on Monday. So let's do that when we come back. It's always game day in Cleveland. Mobile sports betting legal in the state of Ohio. BetQL here to help make you the most informed bets possible. See all of today's winners by heading to BetQL.com or by downloading the BetQL app. Claim your free three-day trial today. Head to BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 the fan for all of those exclusive sportsbook offers. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It is always game day in Cleveland. We appreciate you watching on YouTube or listening to us on the Odyssey app. And again, Twitter, Instagram, you know us at game day CLE. Daryl, what are any other news or notes coming from uh, Browns camp on Monday? Oh, there's always news and notes from Browns camp here. I'll just, uh, I'll go through the injury updates. How about that? Um, Let's see. Everybody's day to day, including you and me. Uh, David Njoku progressing, of course, uh, he uh, was uh, was not out there on uh, Monday as uh, he continued to uh, uh, relax after suffering those burns. Miles Garrett, uh, you know, obviously doing a lot better uh, since uh, leaving the stadium in the, the, the walking boot. Uh, Garrett was on the field, though. Uh, on Monday, uh, he was participating in some stuff, so really hard to tell if it was a full practice for him. Or li- I, I, I'm going to venture a guess uh, that he was limited in some capacity uh, once we got tossed out. Uh, Joel Batonio is working through something. Apparently, uh, he was on crutches last week, so um, that's not good news considering uh, – the state of the, the offensive, offensive line. line. So Joel was on crutches. Yeah. Uh, so according to Mary Kay Cabot, he was on crutches at some point last week, which see, this is the thing. Like, so the Browns kind of got away with it last week a little bit because we had one day of availability and we got two dudes on zoom and that was it. And then mm-hmm. it was my week. Um, and uh, I'm kind of used to like, you know, 
normal bye weeks or we got guys Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then everybody goes on vacation for the weekend. Uh, and like I said, we only talked to two players on Monday after that Ravens loss. And uh, obviously Kevin Stefanski and then I, we heard from uh, GM Andrew Barry on Wednesday. So uh, and again on Monday, uh, no open locker room again. Uh, we heard from Jerome Ford, uh, who was his usual talkative self. Um, he said, believe it or not, said fewer words than Nick Chubb says in his regular wow. availability, which is hard to do. Uh, and then um, and then we talked to Sione Takitaki uh, as well. But um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll 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 see what the injury report looks on, like on Wednesday and who's uh, participating and not participating. I'm not worried about David Njoku. He already played in a game after that uh, horrific injury. I what if Joel if Joel can't go? Do we see Luke Whipler? What do we see? Uh no, you're not gonna see Luke Whipler. <laughs> uh I'm gonna say that you'll Nick probably Harris? see like Michael Dunn. Oh, Michael Dunn. Yeah. So all right. Another reason to be worried if you've got Dorian Thompson or Rob or Robinson at your quarterback spot. Oh, I mean, you got Nick Harris having to step in at center now because Ethan Posick is hurt, right? Uh right. again, he's he's day to day and whatever and had they had to have played a game on Sunday, he would not have played. Wow. So read into that what you will. Because Posick didn't practice on Monday as well. That's so we could come back with three-fifths of our regular starting lineup on the offensive line, right? Yeah. Jones, Teller, Wills. Mm-hmm. And Wills doesn't exactly instill uh, great optimism Confidence. for bronze fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 25% of the place is like, hey, the you know the guy you're looking for? It ain't me. He's over there. <laughs> let, let me I, – I, I got a ton of stuff that we're probably going to end up talking about in the next show, but I want, I want to ask you one other question because I heard Dante Whitner say this on the afternoon show, former Glenville Tarblooder, former Brown, former Niner, former Bill. I mean, he was all over the place, former Buckeye. Um, he said that if the Browns would have figured out a way to get Kyle Shanahan who he wanted here in Cleveland – in this situation here would be a lot different in Ky- if Kyle was still here. Oh, Whether yeah. Coach or not. Uh, yeah, a thousand. I mean, God, I mean, this is, um, again, great moments in Browns history. Kyle Shanahan telling the Browns to F off after the Johnny. With a PowerPoint stuff. presentation. Well, it wasn't a PowerPoint presentation, but it oh, was, you know. Slides? It, it was just basically, here's 32 reasons why I want the hell out of here because you guys are a circus and I'm not. I am not going to besmirch my name and my reputation to participate in this uh, bleep fest that you have. That was after the great Johnny Manziel. That was after they had to bench Brian Hoyer because Johnny Manziel's jersey was, uh, you know, being sold in the team shop and everyone and their mother knew that Johnny Manziel wasn't even uh, prepared for practice, let alone uh, for a game. But, you know, that's what they did because that's what they were told to do by people who had no business telling the football people what to do. So uh, thankfully those people are no longer employed by the organization, but think about this, Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel, Miami Dolphins head coach, who is doing pretty damn well in Miami. See, here's the thing about the Browns. Like they've had really good people come through that building over the years. And that's why I always make the joke that there's something in the water because when people come to Berea, they drink the water and instantaneously they become stupid and they do really stupid things. Or they realize they're going to get paid a lot of money and it doesn't really make a difference and it's their retirement fund. And then they leave and then they go on to do uh, fabulous things because they're no longer drinking the poisonous Berea water. Um, See Mike McDaniel, see Kyle Shanahan. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's... um, 
you know, one of those pivotal moments in Brown's history that we look back on and you, you, you I call them the WTF moments, right? Um, uh, that, yeah. That, that, I mean, wow. that's what it was. Wow. I mean, what Thankless it, football. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, I, I just, um, you know, I'm another Kyle Shanahan, I guess, revenge game. I don't know. Like it, um, but here's the thing that was, that was back in 2014, right? That was eight right. years, eight, nine years ago. Feels like it, yesterday when you lose all those games, Daryl. It does feel like yesterday, but like at some point, no, we can't let it go. <laughs> I was about to be like the ultimate adult in the room and say, you know, at some point you got to move on. At some point you got to get over it. it. But you know what? When 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 you've not had any type of sustained success, and let's be honest about it, the Cleveland Browns have had zero sustained success since 1999. We've been sold a lot of sustained success by a lot of these regimes, right? That's always been their justification for being terrible. <laughs> Well, we're setting up sustained success, uh, and that has never materialized. I mean, Kevin Stefanski has the most—he's the winningest coach in the expansion era, and he's like what two, three games over five hundred. How That's sad all. is that? Yeah. He's the winningest coach in the expansion era, and he is average at best. Kevin Stefanski's an average coach. You know who's an elite coach? Kyle Shanahan. Kevin Stefanski, not an elite coach. Not an elite coach. Not not even in the same. Zip code, conversation, whatever. Not an elite coach. Good coach. Nice guy. Not an elite coach. And you want to know why? Because he just got his ass handed to him by the Baltimore Ravens two weeks ago, even though Deshaun Watson wasn't on the field. You could have drawn something up to give your offense a shot in hell at competing. Yet you didn't. By the way, the Ravens got healthy this past week. Okay. The Steelers beat a healthy Ravens team. And you got blown out by 25 points. And the Steelers were dealing with injuries this week, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. The Steelers aren't exactly the fountain of youth right now in health. And what like so that's that's kind of my biggest thing when I look at Kevin Stefanski's tenure here is he doesn't get the maximum out of his guys. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't yeah. get that, you know. Uh, and and again, I like Kevin a lot. I think he's a good coach but I don't think he's elite. He, I've not seen anything from him in four years. That tells what me could they do within the staff to make this team better from a coaching perspective they without, did it. Firing, without they, firing him? They did it. They hired Jim Schwartz. Okay. They did it. They hired Jim I mean, Schwartz. a lot of people and want to see Van Pelt call the plays. You tell me. Is that going to make a difference? No, because Van Pelt's going to call what Kevin Stefanski lined up anyway. Probably. You, 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 so you, you see what I'm saying? Like, no, I, I think that they've done it. So, um, and that is, I think, why Kevin is on the hot seat this year, because they've done everything. They upgraded the defense, right? Filled all the holes. Offense right. is pretty good. They got the investment in Deshaun. What you hope does not happen is that this is a repeat of 2021. Starting quarterback gets right. Starting quarterback gets hurt, and now your whole season gets flushed down the drain. Because when you look at this schedule for the remainder of the year, Andy. Uh, seven of the final 10 games are against teams that are currently below 500. So, so do they make a move before July, before the 31st, before Halloween? If they, if they think Deshaun is not going to be hundred percent for the entire season and there's the schedule looks favorable. Right. Everybody has two losses right now. You've kind of had a chance to check yourself. Could they make a move at the break? I, I think if there was a move, it would have been made. And not at the break of the deadline. Sorry. 
No, if there was a move, it would have been made already, but it wouldn't have been by the Cleveland Browns. It would have been by the New York Jets. Hmm. If disagree? No, I I agree with you. I I think you're right. Like, like what what move would there be for the Browns to make that the Jets have not tried to make or considered to make or whatever? Right? Because agree, yeah. They're, they're the I, ones I that know. like they needed to make a move two weeks ago. If you think about it, right? Right. So, um, I, I don't foresee the Brad, like if, if Deshaun's injured for an extended period of time, uh, you know, we're all going to be lamenting the fact that Jacoby Brissett isn't here to start and keep the boat afloat. Right. It's uh, a good point. All right, Daryl, uh, for our producer, Meredith Kane, who's always outstanding. We had plenty of good stuff to talk about today and we didn't even get to half the things we wanted to talk about. So we will do that on the next edition of it's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Thanks for listening. We always appreciate you watching on YouTube now, especially because that's been uh, it's been kind of fun to watch the numbers grow on that. But uh, we always will appreciate you on the Odyssey app. 